Speaking of Gifts is the exclusive podcast of the Gifts and Decorative Accessories editorial team. Join us twice a month to discuss the latest news in the gift and home industries, plus hear exciting behind-the-scenes chatter on gift trends and interviews, get a sneak peek at upcoming features, and hear from surprise guests. Hi, welcome to Speaking of Gifts. You're here with Lenise Willis, Editor-in-Chief. And Marie Earle, Managing Editor. And Alex Herring, Senior Editor. Well, the holidays are upon us, as we've probably all seen from the holiday music already playing and decorations already out. Um, Alex, I know you had some exciting um, holiday shopping news to share with us. Yeah, so the NPD group just published um, their findings from the Holiday Purchase Intention Survey, and they kind of broke down what holiday shopping is going to look like by generation. So I feel this is very helpful information for any independent retailers out there wanting to target specific demographics. Um, The first thing to know is that Generation Z is looking for Black Friday deals. They said about one third will start shopping on Black Friday, and that's the highest of all the generations. Um, They said that Gen Zers are less likely than Millennials and Generation X to shop online, but they are looking for clothing, accessories, and electronics. So that's what's big with that generation. Okay. And I know we've talked a little bit, too, about smaller boutiques even offering um, relaxation experiences on yes. Black Friday. So that could be something to consider too. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then millennials, I think this is very true of me, by the way, they say they want deals, dollars, and technology. <laughs> <laughs> and they said more than 20% of millennials will start shopping on Black Friday. So they're the second highest after Generation Z to start shopping around then. Um, but what I found really interesting is that they said millennials, the ma- vast majority will shop online, but they're also more likely than any other generation to buy electronics and shop at dollar stores, Okay, <laughs> which is where I do a lot of my Christmas decor shopping so I can see that mm-hmm. uh, and then for baby boomers they plan to start shopping before Thanksgiving and they're the most likely generation to start way early on that um, they're also most likely to shop at department stores and national chains and most likely to purchase liquor or wine as holiday gifts this season really so, okay yeah what about millennials would have been the I don't know why I guess just because I gift alcohol for Christmas sometimes <laughs> Personal shopping. <laughs> Don't we all know? I like doing it for stocking stuffers. Just like little, you know, like coffee, like Baileys uh, and stuff yeah. like that. Just for, <laughs> for stockings. Anyway, <laughs> little add-on gifts. Okay. <laughs> and then um, the silent generation, which I guess is the generation that precedes the baby boomers. They said f- um, these are the last minute shoppers. So four out of ten said that they plan to start shopping late and they are only about half will shop online. So they're the ones who are going to be shuffling into stores at the very last minute, grabbing those things a few days before Christmas. So. Yeah, or probably um, getting their grandchildren to shop for them because that's what happens <laughs> well, that in our too. family. <laughs> I always have like three shopping lists to do for Christmas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so that was that and found that to be pretty interesting. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, Oprah just released her favorite things, so we know a few things people are going to be looking for. Um, Some gift industry favorites ended up on her list, as they do every year. Um, One that, you know, we've seen time and time again is Warmies, the slippers. Oh, yes, I love those. Oh, they're so cozy. They're like an (laughs) office favorite around here. 
Um, and then Peepers was on there, um, Zwilling for knife sets, which mm-hmm. was a little surprising. Mm-hmm. But, you know, her list spans fashion to food to gourmet, everything. Yeah. Creative Co-op's Brie Baker set was on there, which was really beautiful. Mm-hmm. And now it's on my list. <laughs> um, the I might be saying this wrong. The Dam, the tea set that we heard about last week yes they've got beautiful packaging i'm also not entirely sure how to say it yeah well they ended up on her list with their turmeric um tea set so um that was high on the list for oprah and um murphy and daughters bath salts i really love them i see them during the market season so um yeah oprah's got a lot of great stuff it all spans from twelve dollars to i think two thousand dollars um, so it's, you know, great for everyone on your list. Yeah, and they're always, like, instant bestsellers, I feel like, after she releases that list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All their websites are already updated mm-hmm. with, you know, we're on Oprah's favorite things. So mm-hmm. um, some other news coming out um, for the market news. Um, Two's company released a statement. Uh, they're departing from New York now, um, which is a little sad. Um, you know, I... I'm very fond of going to their huge presence mm-hmm. at New York now. I mean, it spans multiple booths and um, just looks like such a fun experience every time. And they're always greeting you with a smile and a shopping bag. And um, they have just decided to depart. They released a statement um, that I'm going to go ahead and mm-hmm. say now. Uh, as time has evolved, the gift and home markets in Atlanta, Dallas, and Los Angeles have outpaced New York in terms of retailer relevance. In addition, New York's rising show costs has caused us to think carefully about showing in New York. After very long consideration, it's with a very heavy heart that we must say farewell to New York now. Yeah, I know um, another vendor, Sonoma Lavender, also talked about this being a very difficult decision for them, but they're also dropping out of NY now. And the CEO, Scott Maddox, said that the decision was based on our experiencing a declining return on our investment and the considerable logistical challenges for small business to exhibit at the show. It was a tough decision because we always enjoy seeing a number of longstanding retail partners at each show in New York but they did also mention they will be in America's Mart still and the pavilions at Las Vegas market so you can at least look for them there yeah I mean it's really sad to hear I know like they had a you know a great booth there that we always look forward to seeing um, because we go every year but you know stuff like that happens you know um, exhibitors are always you know changing where they're going even who who represents them which showroom they're in Mm -hmm. so it's always really wise as you do your market um, plan to make sure you know where your favorite exhibitors are so that you can, um, you know, go and see them. Um, you know, so make sure you look that up before you go. And then also just make sure you double check the market schedules. I mean, we've had a lot of market shifts happen, um, this past year, especially, um, you know, for example, um, Atlanta America's Mart usually kicks off the winter market season. As far as the major markets, it's one of the first ones this year. Um, Dallas Market Center and LA Mart are the two very first ones, just one day apart um, at the start of the month. And then America's Mart is a little bit later than it used to be. So make sure you check that schedule. All those market events are on giftsanddeck.com as well. Um, And of course, you can check their your favorite markets homepage too. But just make sure you do your homework before you go. Um, And speaking of markets, so Dallas Market Center released their new theme um, for 2020. It's called the Five Senses, which is really cool. They're focusing on 
um, really incorporating, you know, interactive displays and playing on your five senses. And it's a little bit, it's a part of their almost like a retail education program. So they're incorporating interactive product displays, trend presentations, trend tours, and what they call unexpected moments of inspiration. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and I love the quote. Um, so Penny Barton, who is the executive vice president of marketing with Dallas Market Center, said, um, and we quote, ultimately, the way people feel when they leave your store is what will make you competitive. And so that's why Dallas Market Center is trying to um, play on those five senses for retailers and give them ideas for ways they can play on customers' five senses in their store. And um, they also had a market researcher that, um, and you can find this article on giftsanddeck.com. We're just giving you a few highlights. Um, But Pam Danziger, Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think that's how you say her name. I'm, I always know how to spell stuff and then I go to say it on the podcast and I go, oh, I hope I said that right. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry, Pam, if I said your name wrong. Um, but she's a market researcher and author um, who just wrote for Forbes.com and she um, quoted and for them, shoppers engaged through all five senses in the store tend to spend more time there and are more likely to make purchases. Um, And she goes on to say how brick-and-mortar retailers really have this powerful advantage over Amazon and online marketplaces because they are able to engage all five of those senses with their customers that are in-store. So really cool theme um, for Dallas Market Center, and I think it'll be a great way, um, you know, to inspire retailers and not just help them find product, but help them to find ideas to remain competitive in the marketplace. In other market news, International Market Center um, just launched its new product competition called um, Market Snapshot. Mm -hmm. It's a new program that's helping to highlight some of the best products coast to coast that obviously are showing with International Market Centers. Um, And the new program will show um, exciting new innovative and trend-setting products from across the market's um, furniture, home decor, and gift collections on social media, in buyer communications, and the market's websites. And so basically in the 11 weeks leading up to market, um, a variety of cross-category products will be selected each week as finalists for what they're calling the People's Choice Awards. And then they'll have online voting for the People's Choice Awards, which will open one week before opening day. And then winners will be announced at winter market. So it's just a really cool way to kind of see some of the the fresh new highlights at market. Um, It's a great way for retailers to be exposed to new product and just a more interesting way to find new vendors instead of having to just peruse, you know, tirelessly through the um, showrooms and aisles. So it's just a cool way to spotlight new products. So I thought that was interesting. Gift Gap your guide to the latest product trends and the stories behind the gifts. So because it's November, uh, November is actually the National Healthy Skin Care Month. There's always some something that one a month is recognized for, I feel like. Um, but November is National Healthy Skin Care Month. And that is something that I know we all care about. I think especially Anne-Marie. I think you're the skincare guru. <laughs> you're always telling us some new skincare regimen or... I didn't even have like a regular skin, like facial skincare um, routine until 
I came to work here and Anne made me feel bad about not having one. <laughs> I think November is when my skin looks the worst oh, no. because of the changing season. So it's funny that it's, you know, skincare month. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. You know, November, it's starting to get cold. You can, you're having to combat that cold weather and the kind of dry, cracked skin and chapped lips. And oh, I hate that time of year. But anyway, so in honor of the month, we actually did our gift wrap pick on some of our favorite editor's picks of um, skincare products. Yeah, and I know for the picks that we did, I chose Natural Inspirations. Um, I have very sensitive skin, so it's really important for me when I'm looking at products that I'm going to put on my skin that it's natural ingredients just because I've had so many products that I've tried that have caused really bad reactions on my skin. Uh, But Natural Inspirations has this grapefruit and bergamot-scented Um, cream and lip balm and I don't even really like the taste of grapefruit but the smell of it is just so refreshing so when I put it on in the mornings it helps me sort of wake up and re-energize so that's what I was taking with me everywhere this week I had a small pouch of the cream and the lip balm and it just helped me so much with just staying awake and being hydrated and it was great yeah um, so I chose this honeybees um, natural skincare uh, lotion um, cream, hand, uh, cream. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was almost said hand cream, but I'm like, no, but you can use it everywhere. You can use it in your face, your body, your hands, your feet, everywhere. Um, I actually found, um, this honeybees cream at the, uh, Raleigh state fair. <laughs> um, a vendor was selling it there. It is available for wholesale as well. Um, I fell in love with it. It's this really thick, it looks like, um, a jar of like cold cream, like just a really thick cream. But when you put it on, it like instantly absorbs into your skin. It feels so light. It doesn't leave your, um, I'm like touching my hands as I'm doing it. You can't see this, but I'm touching my hands as I do it. Um, It doesn't leave a greasy feel, which I love because I always need a thick, deep moisturizer because my skin gets so dry, especially my hands. But then it always feels greasy. So this is really light. It's awesome. It's all natural ingredients and it's honey-based instead of water-based. It doesn't have water in the ingredients. And so what's awesome about that is when you go to wash your hands, it doesn't immediately wash off. Oh, that's, oh, that's really nice. nice. Yes. Yeah. And so actually when I was at the fair, the woman you know, gave me a little sample. And I was like, okay. Um, and she goes, now go wash your hands in the restroom and then you'll be back. And I was like, okay, lady. Um, she was super confident. I went and washed my hands. They still felt so soft and moisturized. And you know, like that soap is terrible. Like oh, as the face, like the pink soap, yeah. you know? Um, and she was right. I was immediately back and I bought two jars. It was fantastic. <laughs> I uh, branched out a little bit and tried um, some argan oil for hair. Um, right now my hair gets super dry. Just the moisture sucks right out of it. And um, I just decided to try this um, argan oil from Marrakesh, and I sprayed it in my hair. It instantly made it perk up and curl up, and uh, it kept it nice and soft and manageable all day. So now that is my normal routine. Um, But for skin, I've written about this before. Um, CV Skin Labs has a skin balm that has just been amazing and very helpful for my dry winter skin, especially um, when I get wedding ring rash or whatever. It just makes it go away within about a day. So um, there's a ton of different balms and things that I think are really helpful this time of year. Yeah. And I know you just wrote for our November issue, our main feature on bath and body products um, that help fight against the elements, right? Do you want to tell us a little bit about your feature in the November issue? 
Yeah, so um, I think it's really important for consumers these days to look at natural ingredients and the benefits behind them. They're not looking for parabens or, you know, things with extra fragrance that's going to make their skin react. I feel like almost everyone has sensitive skin these days, and it's really important for the quality of ingredients that go into your skincare to um, benefit your skin and not detract in any way from the moisture. Uh, so... We talked to a few vendors, Farmhouse Fresh being one that we just love um, for their organic ingredients that they um, grow on their farm. Uh, we talked to Alexandra Wagner, who has a new skincare line with CBD oil. And we talked to Just Face, who focuses on skincare for lips, uh, which is actually a very different need. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all talked about, you know, battling the elements and what natural ingredients are the best for battling those elements. Vitamin E is obviously a favorite. Yeah. And I love that you talked about, you know, combating the elements because I always think of like cold weather. You know, we also have to watch out for like smog and pollution and UV rays. Like I didn't even think about smog. Like I didn't even think about all these things that we run into every day that we need protection from, like our our skin and our hair. So yeah, yeah. Um, antioxidants are really important for skin. So um, there are a lot of really good tips and pointers from those vendors in the mm-hmm. story. So um, check out the November issue and read all about it. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of taking care of ourselves, combating, you know, things that we encounter every day, obviously a lot of us look at screens now. Um, so we did a little report at givesanddeck.com on um, smart eyewear being a huge focus at the Hong Kong International Optical Fair. So, you know, we obviously talk about eyewear in the fashion category and in the gift industry overall. Um, there's definitely a focus on that smart eyewear. Um, even, you know, they're talking about all kinds of crazy things. So like sports glasses that you can like hear through, like it use bone conduction technology so it can hear through the vibrations against your facial bones and stuff. Like oh. really, really smart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and like, and of course the focus on VR and stuff too, but all that of that. got really technical. <laughs> it sure <laughs> did. <laughs> but all of that aside, you know, glasses too that um, help you with those blue lights. Um, when you're looking at computers. Well, Peepers is on Oprah's Mm -hmm. favorite things list for that very reason. For that very reason. So I think there is a continued focus, a a heightened focus on eyewear that helps, you know, with migraines and helps you to combat, you know, um, just all that blue screen time that we're getting all the time. Um, And besides, and reading glasses as well. I think all of us are just my eyesight is getting worse and worse just I'm constantly looking at tiny little print I feel like um but yeah I know and um you know we're they're becoming fashionable you know it's no longer nerdy to wear glasses that was like way way back in the day um it's really fashionable now yeah and we talked a bit about fashion forward eyewear in the gift book that just came out Um, and one thing that I thought was really interesting when we're talking about glasses that do help prevent Um, headaches and eye strain from um, blue light on screens, the Vision Council of America reported that 72% of consumers did not know that eyewear could help protect them against the harmful blue light on devices. So retailers who are able to share that information with consumers will help them make more informed decisions. And I just think that would be very beneficial. Uh, But yeah, in terms of talking about 
eyewear being more fashionable now, we also mentioned a few of the new trends that are coming into eyewear, especially for 2020. We know that earth tones across the gamut in home decor, in candles is really popular, but it's also becoming a thing in glasses as well. You've got nature-inspired patterns and uh, floral animal prints and also just woodsy woodsy grain textures Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is really going to be a thing in eyewear for 2020. So just some things to look for in the gift book. Yeah, awesome. Um, And of course, there were other trends at that fair as well that you can find in that article. Um, They actually had an eyewear parade um, where they showed off all the fashionable frames for the uh, next year. So it was very cool. And then just a sneak peek, because we're working on our December issue right now. Um, Within that December issue, you know, you talked about earth tones being really popular, the wood grains. We've talked about this a while, but just that focus on nature and the environment and eco-friendly have been really big and influential in a lot of different trends. Um, So with that said, Alex, I know you are working on a style pulse trend of sustainability, right? Yeah, and um, some of the biggest things that we found, obviously a lot of upcycled materials is still really big, continues to be big. Um, And I know you've mentioned this too in talking about stationery. Even stationery, which uses paper products, is still finding ways to be sustainable. Uh, We've even seen some uh, seed paper pencils, so pencils made from paper or pencils that you can actually plant I was about to say, when I um, was in market debuts, I saw that pencil, and it has like a little capsule, like where the eraser would go, and there are seeds in there. And so when you're finished with the pencil, you actually plant it. Is that not that it? Amory's so like, cool. what? No, I, I, think I immediately awesome. emailed Alex. I was like, Alex, have you seen this pencil? She's like, I did. I know. It's in the sustainability <laughs> style bowls. Um, but we were very excited about that. Yeah, I just love that you're able to use something. And then when you're done with it, you return it to the earth and it mm-hmm. grows into a new plant. So it's the gift that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then besides that, there's also just companies that are committing to planting a new tree with every product that is sold. So even if it is something that's using trees, they're giving back and making sure that the same amount of trees is being put back, that's being taken away. So, mm-hmm. um, I know there's a big push for sustainable manufacturing as well um, and getting them to use less packaging and materials and um, you know recyclable materials and that kind of thing too. And we'll actually be talking about that um, in 2020. It's on our editorial calendar for 2020 mm-hmm. um, about you know eco-friendly and sustainable manufacturing too. Um, and so to kick that off, that's actually a new question that we added to our trends and forecast survey, which is also in our December issue. Um, obviously, gift book is the consumer trends that we see for 2020. Um, but in December, we talked to the vendors and asked them, you know, what are they designing and producing for 2020 um, and the years beyond? Like, what are they thinking is going to be popular? So it gives you a snippet into the vendor design world. And we've also asked them, like, what are they seeing? Are they seeing a higher demand in eco-friendly products or manufacturing? And are they going to start use uh, more sustainable practices in their manufacturing too. And that will be in December as well. Add-on tales. It's not time to check out yet. Here's an extra behind the scenes story before you go. Uh, So I feel like one of the things I've noticed about myself since I became an editor at Gifts and Decorative Accessories is that even when I'm on holiday somewhere, I feel like part of my brain is still in work mode. And it was so funny because a couple uh, weeks ago, I wrote a throwback Thursday about a GDA editor um, 
some decades ago, I can't remember exactly, but he was on vacation in the in the Virgin Islands and came across all of these gift shops and he was so excited he had to go into all of the shops and start interviewing everybody about how they did business in the Virgin <laughs> Islands. And, like even when he was on vacation he couldn't take a rest yeah, from that. I um, think we've all done that at least <laughs> on one vacation. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, and so I found myself doing a little bit of that when I was on vacation this past week. I was visiting Turkey, um, and I had never been to Turkey before, so I didn't know anything really about the culture going into it. Obviously, don't speak the language, so it was just an entirely new experience for me. Um, but I, I loved my time there, and I just wanted to talk about a couple of different experiences I had as a customer while I was there. Uh, one of the places I went to was this small town called Serenje. It's in the mountains. Absolutely beautiful. But one of the things I noticed while I was there was how many of um, the shops we went to really focused on the experience for the customer. Uh, there was one person who had an ice cream shop, a little ice cream stand, and just going to ask for ice cream turned into a whole like showmanship experience. It kind of reminded me uh, you know when you go to one of those Japanese steakhouses and they cook all the food yes, in front of you and it's yes. just they do tricks and it's really just fun to watch. Um, there was a there was somebody there who was selling ice cream and he did, I mean he was shuffling cones around and he was um, you know flipping things into the air. He just really made it just such a fun show to watch and it it kept going. It went on for a couple of minutes mm-hmm. uh, when so, and I just thought it was super fun to watch and. Um, you know, it just made it more exciting. It wasn't just buying an ice cream. It was kind of getting an ice cream, but with a show. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really great experience. And then uh, we also went to this little cafe in the area. And the way they make Turkish coffee there is so cool. It's like in a big clay pot. And then they put, uh, I think there's maybe hot stones or charcoal underneath it that's being warmed. And then they put sand on top of it. Uh, and then the sand gets really warm. And they put a coffee mug in it and they stir the coffee in this hot sand and then it just boils and bubbles up. It was just mesmerizing to watch. Uh, I'd never seen anything like that. So we we watched the person doing it and then we had a few kids with us. And after she created her coffee and we got to see what that whole experience was like, she actually invited one of the kids to make their own. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she was showing the kid how to do it. And she also just told the kid, hey, there's no pressure. If you don't like this coffee, I'll drink it. So even if she made a mistake, she could feel free to just try that experience for herself. Uh, And she she did a great job. Uh, She was walked through the whole process and had it. And then uh, because she made it, they said, you know, you made this coffee, it's yours. So you don't have to pay for this coffee. You earned this. Um, And I just thought that that was such a great way to just invite kids to be a part of that. You could tell it was so exciting for her. Uh, And it also just made the family of the daughter just really appreciative that they took the time to invite her in. And, um, you know, they said that they would definitely be back. So it's a way to create great repeat visits um, and just the customer loyalty. So that was really yeah. fun to it watch. It makes the product way more interesting too. I mean, I know some vendors provide videos for retailers to show. If you can't always do a demonstration, even doing a video of a demonstration, if a product, you know, if you can use it in a cool way or if it's produced in a really cool way, like that just made Turkish coffee so much cooler to me. That yeah. It's like swirling around in hot sand. Like I never <laughs> even would have known <laughs> that was the way that they did it. Yeah. So. And plus this young girl knows how to make it for her own now. So mm-hmm. it was very cool. Um, and then further on, we, we kept walking, and I love scarves. 
Lenise, I think you mm-hmm. and I both have so We're many scarves. To scarves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so the one thing I knew I wanted to get was a scarf. Uh, and there were so many different shops selling scarves. I was looking around going, oh my gosh, how am I going to pick one? Um, so I was standing outside of one shop, look, just admiring the scarves. And the guy saw me admiring his scarves. And then he you know, invited me to come inside. And he just started telling me about how his family was like, Um, they'd been making scarves for three generations. He was a third-generation scarf maker. And he starts pulling all these scarves off the wall and showing me how they're all, like, handmade with silk. And he was talking about the, I guess, the hand loom process that they made. Uh, And he even showed me this one scarf that's, like, nothing I've ever seen. It was made with silk, but it also still had the silk cocoons in it. Um, And I have no idea how he put that in there, but he was starting to explain the whole process to me. And, you know, at first I didn't know which scarf place I was going to go to, but the fact that he um, just shared the experience with me and shared so much detail about his family history and uh, how much care they put into it definitely helped make my decision for me. So um, just the the fact that um, he was so focused on, you know, making me excited about the product was really something that stayed with me. All right, well, it's time to close up shop. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and tell your retailer friends to tune in next time. And we can't wait to see what's in store for the next episode on Speaking of Gifts.